This is Erica De Silva. I'm here with my husband, JP. We run a digital marketing agency called Web Content Development, and we also do a podcast called Marketing Mythbuster. Uh, today, we're going to be talking about the biggest and strangest myths that we've heard about marketing, things that people have been told that they've been told us, and the true information about those things. Hey, everybody. I am going to... We have been doing this for ever, and we've heard the most strange things. I don't think this co this covers at all, but this is a list, top 10. And um, if you ever heard this, or if you yourself believe this, please don't get offended. Uh, I'm sure you heard it from somewhere. Um, everybody has a different way to do things, and here we go. And Well, one second. If you have heard other things that are very strange about marketing and don't make sense, please email us, busted at marketingmythbuster.com, and we will cover them in one of our upcoming podcasts. But JP, go ahead. Let's, let's get started here with what we have. So one of the things I've heard is, and this is coming from people who usually have a small budget, is... My content needs to be at least 3,000 words. That is a myth. <laughs> so here's why that is a myth. Content numbers range based on a variety of factors. One is what you're writing about. One is a competitor analysis. Uh, I mean, there's several different uh, KPIs, key performance indicators or data or statistics that should be looked at for any company before someone can just automatically say your content needs to be 5,000 words. Now, if you're a content company, of course, you're like, hey, your content needs to be 100,000 words because that's probably <laughs> how you make your money. But the truth is, is that your number of words in your content needs to be determined by data. And to be honest with you, we've seen a lot of good results with just 600 words. And yes, it is true that if you're talking about a medical subject or if you're talking about a more elaborated topic, you could probably write two, three, four, or five thousand words. Now, is that going to make the decision point on it? I don't know because every industry is different, every competitor is different. So it, you can't be married to, oh, it needs to be this much, otherwise, it's not going to work. That is. Not true. I have a client, two clients in the medical industry, one who insists to do 3,000 words because that's what the tool said that some SEO tool says that, oh, I examined the article and it should be 3,000 words. And I was like, okay. And then he was like, how can you do work and not know this? And then I show him another client who is in the same industry as him, who's doing only 600 words a month. Uh, sorry, 600 words per article and has probably 20 times more traffic than he does. And he was like, wait, what? It was like, yeah, I mean, if you want me to charge you more for more content, that, that's fine. I don't mind. But it, it doesn't mean that it's not going to work. And one other thing with this that's important is the amount of content's great, but if your technical uh, performance of your site is bad, if your page speed is slow, if you have glitches and problems in your site, you could write 10,000 words per page. And if your site's underperforming or if it's not SEO optimized, it doesn't matter. So those are the other things that need to be taken into account with that myth. Number two, and I, please don't laugh. So I do get told, I do not want to post every day on social media to not overwhelm our audience. 
<laughs> so that's a myth. So here's a rule about marketing, and I would almost call, call this a law. The more outflow, the more things that you send out and post and put out to people and reach out to people, the more inflow that you're going to get. So that is a law. I've been following that for 20 years in doing this. You can't post too much. You want to post as much as you can. You want to reach as many people as you can. The more times you go to reach people, the more people are going to respond back. Um, I read a study one time that was like, you have to it takes people like nine times, like they see something nine times or they see something so many times before right. they even realize that they see yeah, it. The number is 12. 12. However, <laughs> however, nowadays, just with so much stuff, it, that number has grown because here's the thing. If you post once a week or once every two days or whatever, I don't know if people are going to see your stuff. Because people are bombarded with stuff yeah. daily. So your message is going to get lost. in now, if you have a group of a mastermind of 10 people who follow you and are looking at your content, and yeah, fine. You don't need to do it every day. But if you're trying to grow your business and make yourself known, you need to do as much as humanly possible if you want to have results. Number three, similar to number two, we don't want to email too much to avoid unsubscribes. So same, same myth, <laughs> for sure a myth. So here's the thing with email. It's, it's very similar to posting and, and just doing any type of outreach. The amount that you outreach is the amount that people are going to reach back into you. When you're emailing someone, and we've had this issue before where we've emailed 10,000 people, and because three people complained, the client's like, well, these three people complained. Guess what? You emailed 10,000 people, and three people complained. So if those three people have a problem with it, take them off the email list because you've got a lot of other people who want your message, who that you are helping, you're sending out positive, genuine information to. So I would say send out as much as you can with uh, information and with something that's going to help them. Yeah, and, and the other thing is, and I had an argument with clients, so if you don't like to have arguments, you do not talk to me, but <laughs> I had an argument with a client about, well, I don't want people to unsubscribe. And I was like, what's, what's the problem with people unsubscribing? Well, I just, you know, we just don't want them to unsubscribe. And I told them, listen, I have no interest of promoting my business to somebody who's not interested in my service. Like, the faster you can clean up your list and keep the people who actually want to hear from you on a daily basis or on a weekly basis and actually get your message and actually do something with it, the better. If they unsubscribe, great. That, that's almost like a good thing because you are now having a real number of these people, like I have now from 20 down to 13,000 email subscribers. And these people actually like my product and they actually just, they open my email, they read my content, and I don't have a fake, a false idea of like, oh, I have 20,000 people. No, you have 10 that actually want your content. Everybody else was just passing by. and. And that will give you a, a better way to measure what you're doing.
In regards to this, and I, and I always feel bad when I see a client who goes through this, is that when you're sending things out and you're promoting, you're always going to have somebody or a few people who are going to try to stop you from doing that. They're going to complain about what you're doing. They're going to be negative. And the thing that you don't want to do is you don't want to succumb to that. And you don't want to stop promoting just because three people out of 10,000 decided they wanted to be negative and complain about your message. That's That indicates to you that you need to keep going and you need to do it on a higher scale. And don't go effect to the people that are just being negative and noisy because it is it is a very minimal number compared to all the people that you're helping. Number four, I want to do some content or some marketing efforts and be able to track the ROI in the first month or two. <laughs> okay, so for that one, that is a myth. Now, now let me say that there is a truth. You should be setting up KPIs, key performance indicators, data, statistic, and reports when you first start marketing. So you should be able to, from day one, start tracking things. That being said, when you're creating content, and especially when you're doing organic content, that's not necessarily going to be a one-month turnaround. I would say that's more of a three- to six-month turnaround. I've been putting blogs on my website for eight years, 12, 12 well. years, and I'm at 20,000 organic visits a month. So that's from just from blogging. So that didn't happen overnight. That didn't even happen in the first year. Uh, or three. Or, or three or four. <laughs> I mean, we did, we did a project for a client uh, who had six websites, and I think we were doing like 20 pieces a week. And, and I was, for my own website, was just doing like one or two just because that was what I had the time to do at the time. And even at 20 a week on each website, it took us about a year. So that's the thing is that if you're doing content and you're trying to get organic search results and organic traffic increases, that is playing a long game and it's going to take time. That being said, the result of that and the leads that you'll get and the traffic that you get from that are well worth the investment of the time. That's true. And one thing I tell the clients, and, and you should sort of think with, can I afford paying for this for six months to a year? Because that's what's going to take for it to work. If somebody's telling you that they're going to get you all these amazing results within the next blah, with very organic, simple stuff, I'm talking uh, content, SEO, website work, and stuff like that, it is probably a lie. So number five, yeah. The one thing, just going back to that one just quickly before we go to five, that JP says a lot is that it's the same as a diet. You're not going to go on a diet tomorrow and lose all the weight in one week or in one month and, and be fit exercising in one month. It's something that takes time and commitment, and, and that's what your marketing is. True. Number five. I want to start my campaign spending only $50 to $100. So that's campaign meaning either Facebook or paying for $100 marketing in general. Like they just want to spend. $50 to $100 a month. So here, here's what I'll say on that. It, it is a myth to think that you're going to get a, a big ROI return on investment. Any. A, any for that. However, you have $50 to $100 and that's all you have. 
Um, what I would suggest is maybe do, you do it yourself. Yeah, do it yourself, or maybe just like post once or twice a month on your social media, like I mean, or write a blog a month. Like there are very little things that you can do with that budget. But uh, first of all, look at what your goal is, and you need to make sure that your goal matches your budget. Yeah, like if you are like, you know what, I'm gonna take a hundred dollars and get some marketing done. Good. Take that hundred dollars, put it in your bank account, buy yourself something nice, and go ahead, sit down, and do it yourself, because that is probably the best way you can spend that money on yourself. Having somebody clean your house while you do this, or having somebody do your laundry while you actually do the marketing actions. And once you start growing and start doing better, then you can pay somebody to then do this. Well, along the lines of that is like, okay, if you're if you really think that like, okay, I have a $50 budget, JP's right. Pay someone to, you know, help you with something else and sit down and listen to a marketing podcast. There's I mean, there's our podcast, there's tons of marketing podcasts. Take a take some type of a course. The course may or may not be an effective course, but it's at least a step in the right direction of Okay, I just started. I don't have any budget. What can I do? Get yourself educated so that you could do some basic things and then get to a point where you can hire someone. Yeah, the number of times that I go over a lot of this stuff on my calls um, daily with our clients. We, we talk to a lead. They're like, oh, I want to do blah, 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 and then find out that they do not have any knowledge of marketing. They are totally in the wrong direction. And I spend 10, 20 minutes telling them, listen, this is where you are. This is what's going on. This is what's going to happen. I'm not even going to take you as a client because, first of all, you can't afford us. And second of all, it's going to be a total waste of time. So now that you know these principles, go and do it yourself. Then number six, I want something that gives me immediate results. <laughs> uh, so for that, there is nothing that's going to give a person an immediate result even with ads we've I know we've had clients say well this advertiser said that if I put my budget and they ran ads for me that they would get me immediate results we've run ads for people that's not the case you have to come up with the branding you have to come up with a design you have to come up with the messaging you have to run the ad you have to see how the ad does then you have to come up with a second ad and you have to do something called an a b test where you see which ad is the winner and then if neither of one of those you come up with a third ad and it's a process of trying different things and determining what is going to work best. And then when you go have a winner, you go with the winner. So um, long story short, it's not, there's not, marketing is not an immediate result. Yeah. And if you find yourself in that position, not to be mean, but that means that six months ago, you should have started something and you didn't because it, it takes time. And like everything, you need to put in the work and make sure that you're doing the right things. And we had a, a client, they are our current client. And they came to us and they were like, we're trying to do this right now. And I'm like, why, what stopped you from telling me this six months ago? Like, why didn't you start before it became a problem? If you see that your number of clients is declining or if you see that something is happening why you didn't take action right away, which comes from keeping track of your metrics and understanding what the hell is going on. Otherwise, you're going to end up in a position where you don't have the number of clients that you need to support your business and calling a marketing agency, 
hoping that they can get you, bail you out. And usually, is magic doesn't work like that. Number seven. I just want a landing page and some SEO and take it from there. Okay, good. <laughs> so, I mean, it depends on the person's goal. I think that if you're new and you're just starting and you just need to have something up for someone to see, okay, now True. regarding a landing page, I think what the person would need would be a home page. And doing SEO on one page and just having a one-page site, I mean, you could use it to run ads, which would be a completely different service, but just having a page there um, with some SEO on the one page. You're going to need more than just a landing page. Uh, And that's how I usually tell them that landing pages created to deliver a message to a very specific audience about a very specific offer. And that's it. If you have a client who, or a customer or potentially the come checks you out and they just have a landing page, they can find you on social media, they can find you here, they can do that, then you most likely will lose that lead. So just a landing page and call it a day when you start from scratch is it, not really going to cut it. Number eight, can I just buy backlinks and get more traffic? <laughs> So it's funny because a few years ago, uh, I had someone who, who had that question. And when we checked on the website, it was all duplicate content. The website wasn't performing at all. And there, first of all, I, I don't necessarily recommend buying a backlink. Second of all, there's five different performance indicators that will help a website rank. And of those is a technical performance, the health of the website, the load speed, the SEO, the content, and, and then then the backlinks. And there's you, you can't just necessarily buy a backlink that's sort of a shortcut. And for it to be successful, you could buy 100,000 backlinks. And if your website doesn't have these other aspects or these other foundational things in order, then it's, it's not going to rank. I've seen sites that had a million backlinks and had a traffic of 10 visits a month because everything else on the site was messed up. Number nine, I just, can I just tweak it and go from there? So so I'm going to elaborate on this one real quick. <laughs> tweak what? That's a problem. Yeah. People, if you're going to do marketing, just commit to what you're going to do. Do it Have right. Have a message, do it right. If you're starting from scratch or tweaking whatever it is that you have going on, just actually do the work and do it right. If you don't have the budget to pay for it, do it yourself. Learn it. Figure it out. Do something that you can actually promote and make money on so then you can pay for Like, this actually takes work. This is not a walk in the park. And it is easy if you know how to do it, but it takes time. And it is not like when people come and say, hey, I just want to tweak this and see what happens. And we're like, well, that's like, car that has all the lights on and all the warning lights on and you're like oh i'm gonna tighten the bolts and I'm gonna see put some what air I, in my tires and i'm see gonna if, put yeah and see if my car or, or like you have a house and your foundation is broken but you wash the windows 
right. hoping that your house is going to be okay when it's it's not. It's a foundation. When you go through the inspection to sell it, the, oh, the foundation is this. It has termite. The roof needs change. Be like, oh, why am I? I wash why, the windows. But I wash <laughs> the windows. Why I can't sell my house? So, guys, just put in the work. Really, just do it right, right from the beginning. Because then what happens is I get, I'm at the end of the chain. Like, literally at the very end of, like, multiple tweaks. I spent $10,000. Doing what? Tweaking. Well, why you didn't spend $10,000 just doing it right? Well, I didn't even think that it was going to block. And then so, the client's never happy with the tweaks because it's not fixing the actual problem. Right. So don't tweak it. Please, just do it right from the beginning. There is no such a thing as a tweak. You either do it right or do it wrong, and that's it. And number 10 is my favorite. I want to pay you a percentage of the sales that you bring. So I'm just going to... I'm just going <laughs> to... I can't even respond to that, <laughs> but I'll let you take that so one. So here's what happened, people. You, first of all, you're shooting yourself in the foot. You have put a lot of work. And I don't want to sound whatever, but the only reason you're saying that is because you're not willing to commit to get somebody to actually do the right marketing. So people who ask for, who want to offer part of their business or whatever, it's just... I feel like they're not being committed to their business. Yeah, like I would they, never offer any part of my business to anyone. And they change for anything. No. Because you work hard, and if you really like your product, and if you really believe in it, you don't need to give any piece of anything to anybody. So when we get those type of offers, it happens a lot in the real estate um, world or people who sell products online. So, well, I'll give you a percentage of your sales. I'm like, okay, so how are you going to measure that? You've been in business for a year, two years, five years, and then you have done stuff to promote your services. Well, then we can be more specific. We can give you a link that shows you, well, that's 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 another thing. That's, that's an aff- hiring an affiliate or affiliate. hiring an influencer. And if you want to do that, you can go ahead and do that because what you need or what we do, or what you should be looking for, is creating the foundation and the marketing assets that are going to continuously produce leads and sales to you. And if in three, six, eight months something happens, whatever, those things are going to continue to produce results to you. So it's not fair for the marketing agency, it's not fair to you to offer part of your business for something that you work so hard. So what I always tell people is that what we're doing for them is we're building them assets. We've built websites for people that they've been able to sell for six figures. And we're building them online assets that are adding value to their business. Yeah. So we don't that's we're not in the flipping business. We're like, oh, we're gonna do this and then get this back or whatever, because we're in the, the long-term asset building business. And you should look for that. Like you should, if you are in, in need of, if you don't have the budget, that's a different story. So be straight with yourself. Be honest. Be like, well, I don't have the budget to do this. So where can I start? And that's, we talk about this in another podcast. One, 
can I do it or can somebody do it? Two, are they good at it or can I be good at that? Three, can I afford it? Is it going to work out? Is it going to give me something? So that's the conversation you should be having, not how I'm going to just sell out or give a piece of my pie just because I didn't want to do that. I didn't want to invest in my business. Right, right. Yeah. All right. Well, if you have any questions or if you've heard any strange things about marketing that don't make sense, please email us at busted at marketingmythbuster.com. Visit our website at marketingmythbuster.com and listen to our podcast. Thank you.